We Infuse Podcast, episode number 64. Welcome to the We Infuse Podcast. My name is Amanda Brummett. In every episode, we give you a seat at the table as we talk to Infusion Center owners, operators, and experts so that you can get the insight you need to run a thriving practice. In this episode, we talk with Joe Buffone, co-founder and CEO of Anexus Health. Joe will share about the strategic partnership between Anexus Health and WeInfuse, where they've integrated technology to work up patients for financial assistance so they can start on their intended therapy without delay and stay on it for as long as clinically appropriate. In addition to the clear benefit for patients, it is also reducing the financial and administrative burden on the infusion team so they can focus on what they love, delivering quality care to patients. Well, Joe, thank you so much for being here on the show today. We really appreciate you. I would love it if you could start by telling our guests about your background. Sure. Well, thanks for having me, Amanda. I really appreciate yeah. it. So I'll give a global um, background on Brad Frazier and I, my co-founder. It just feels better because he and I are the ones that started this thing. It, it's it's our baby. So collectively, we have a lot of experience in the life science world, and we did a bunch of different things in the life science world that informed and educated us. We had experiences in finance. We had experiences in sales. We had experience in access services, patient advocacy, reimbursement, um, payer dynamics, payer responsibility, um, the lab world we have experience in. And then I personally stepped out and was an operator in a company that focused on reimbursement and really improving the profile of reimbursement for providers and for patients to make sure that ultimately we could get care to the patient as it should be in a viable way. Brad spent a lot of time at a, a healthcare tech company on the EHR side. And so the, the background is almost, almost uh, as much of a story about two folks coming together as it is about our um, individual backgrounds. So the experience that we had separately, I think informed a powerful collaborative professional relationship as we came together. So at two prior companies, we had the opportunity to work together. And so that gave us years, literally years of conversation and whiteboarding to get to the place where we said, all right, let's jump in, let's create an MVP and let's see if the market's ready for us. And so background is really diverse between the two co-founders, um, two very different people, but two very aligned people that ultimately I think has been a really important part of what we've done as an organization and where we're going, not very different than how I see the We Infuse experience with Brian and Reese, right? Yes, that's what I was thinking as you were describing that. <laughs> it's so cool to, to, to watch and meet. Um, and I think as we talk, um, there's, there's certain things that are gonna come out of the conversation as it relates to what a Nexus Health feels is a tremendous opportunity for our two organizations to work together. And I think, you know, I guess I'll, I'll just say one thing and we can spin off on it later. But to be able to work with like-minded people that have a very similar desire to really improve and make change in areas that sometimes aren't easy and uh, and stay committed to it. And I, I love, 
listening to the journey that Reese and Brian have been through. And it really does relate very well to the journey that Brad and I have been on. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. Well, I have one personal question before we dive into the actual infusion industry. Um, I, I saw somewhere, I think maybe on LinkedIn that you had played college baseball. Yes. Probably one of the coolest things that has popped up for one of our guests. Can you tell us about it? Hey, you've had a bunch of boring guests then. I'm kidding. <laughs> So, and I haven't seen the other guests. So anybody that's listening, that's a prior guest, I'm sure you're much more interesting than me. me. <laughs> chance to express the things that you do. So it, it's funny, and I'm, I'm glad you asked about it because at, at, at 58, sometimes it's, it's a little weird talking about something that, um, you know, I did in, in college, yeah. but it foundationally was so important to, to what I'm doing here professionally and what I'm doing as an operator and a co-founder, and it was a wonderful experience. And I tell folks often that I majored in baseball and I minored in accounting because I was vision <laughs> that I might have had a shot to play um, beyond college. But it was a wonderful experience. I, I developed, uh, you know, friendships uh, with people that if I don't see them in five years, that it's like you know I, I, I've been with them all day for for my entire life, and then. Uh, I think professionally and personally, it gave me the ability to, because at the time we were a D1 school and it's long enough to go where the NCAA didn't put in rules or have significant limitations on the number of games that you could play throughout the year. So it was mm -hmm. a super rigor rigorous, heavy schedule. And I learned balance. I learned prioritization. I learned how to really work through as a young man, adversity, right? Or failures or to not let successes, you know, inflate me to the place where it kind of you know, caused me to not be focused and not work really hard to hone my craft or my skill or develop something more out of the, the experience. So thanks for asking. It is a really important part of my life and something that uh, I think enriched me significantly. Yeah, absolutely. Team sports are good for all of us. They, they teach us a ton of great lessons. Sure. So then out of college, um, you eventually made your way into oncology in the early 90s. Joe, is that when you got into the infusion side or did that come later? It, it's interesting. Oncology did take us to the infusion world, but it took a while. So um, as I stated, I, I did a bunch of things and so did Brad. Um, in the pharma world. And most of our time was focused on oncology. And that was a gift because it's a very complex, sophisticated disease state that is built on buy and bill. It's built on dispensing. So we learned valuable lessons and um, clinical lessons, as well as business, finance, economic viability lessons. So that was years. I think personally, I spent at least 15 years in pharma focused on oncology. I spent my years after that as a founder, at a, at a as a um, operator at a prior company before Nexus Health, focused on college, on oncology, providing different data tools, um, consulting services on reimbursement and other things, all oncology. We started Nexus Health with the idea that we were building something that would apply outside of oncology and we fell into the infusion space. And here's why, because ultimately we were building 
our platform, our services for oncology. And as we were doing that and we were digging in and we were getting a larger and larger footprint and we're getting into some of these really large oncology practice practices that were serving as infusion centers. It's basically what they were doing, right? In a lot of cases. And so they pushed us and challenged us to expand outside of oncology. And the biggest thing that we needed to do is as we talk maybe a little bit about our platform is whatever disease state we step into, it is critically important for us to have the content in a comprehensive way. Meaning if we step outside of oncology into rheumatoid arthritis or gastroenterology or immunology, whatever it may be, we have to, in our system, in our application, have every single assistance or access services option, literally every single one, or we don't launch. So oncology forced us to expand our content, to expand our disease footprint. And then we started to learn more about the infusion space. And we started to get a couple of customers and things started to build, but then we met, we infused, and now we really feel like we're learning from the experts about the infusion space. The beautiful thing it's doing for us globally as a business is it's giving us the ability to do one of the things that we set out to do as an organization, and that is to provide a better way for patient care, agnostically speaking, meaning we want any patient that needs help managing the financial toxicities or the administrative toxicities related to access services. We want to touch as many people as possible. And so by stepping into the infusion space, wow, we immediately got exposure to a whole different needy patient set. And it's been really fun. Yeah, absolutely. So let's go ahead and get into the Nexus Health platform. I understand you guys use technology to advance health equity by helping more patients access and afford the care that they need, which sounds amazing. I think we can all get behind that. Can you tell us about the platform and, and how it works? Yeah, for sure. So when we launched uh, Anexus Health, we launched it as a technology company. And our focus was to create a platform that allows for a comprehensive cycle management approach to financial assistance. So I'll pause there and let you think about that for a second. One, all right. Yeah. One, all right. So what we're doing really is taking a very archaic, rudimentary, kind of revenue cycle management problem and solving for it. And when I say rudimentary archaic um, problem related to managing a component of rep cycle, it's because financial assistance isn't EDI based, right? It's all manual. It's all one-off portals. It's one-off programs. And so financial assistance, basically the programs are payers. So with our MVP, we created again a comprehensive so all content in any disease state is in our system that we step into so that every single payer let's financial assistance as a payer is available in our system then we create tools to cycle manage it search enroll track and analyze it's basically revenue cycle management for financial assistance and that's what we do but you don't have the pre-established payer, right? You don't have the electronic connectivity 
right? Through AD, EDI. We are building that, by the way. So really cool stuff that we're just launching right now. And so our tooling was designed to manage the entire cycle of financial assistance comprehensively. Now we've expanded our platform from there, but that was at its core, the center for our MVP. And we're gonna be expanding our platform to provide help in other administrative and logistical challenging areas. Um, but as we started to launch the MVP, we started to find a that we were challenged or provider organizations were challenged with optimizing our tools. So we launched a services division and that's called Edparo. So Assist Point is the technology platform. Edparo is our services division. And so our services division basically is the financial counselors for the organizations we, we work with. They just use our technology and tooling to work everything start to finish. And so that's that's what we provide um, right now with um, really cool visions of things that we're gonna be providing in the future. That is incredible, both for patients and for infusion centers. It's wow. amazing. Yeah. And so just so you know, so we, uh, uh, from a comprehensive perspective, whether it be a medical kind of infusion space thing, or even on the federal side, our, appli our application and our program and our process is for all therapeutic categories and areas. Amazing. I love it. Thanks. So Joe, you talk openly uh, about the toxic nature of expenses and payment structures in the industry for both patients and practices, which I couldn't agree more. I'm just not used to people being so bold about it. And I appreciate your approach to that. Can you share how the work that you're doing is impacting patients and caregivers and maybe making things a little less toxic? Yeah. So if if you think about what we're solving for, ultimately, we're making it easier to find financial assistance. So alternatives to maxing out your credit cards, taking out a second on your home, filing bankruptcy, choosing not to get therapy, choosing- in Those the all sound terrible. It's all terrible, right? Choosing to, to discontinue your therapy or say, I'm going to get, you know, one infusion instead of three infusions, right? We know that that's going to have a negative impact on care. So what we're solving for ultimately is this crazy burden on the patient when the responsibility is such that they just can't afford it, right? And then from the provider side, listen, I'm a capitalist, you know, Brad and I run a business and you can be a capitalist for a bunch of different reasons, but we're capitalists to make a difference, right? And so we need to make money to make a difference because I'm not out raising money, right? Well, yes, we, we, we were a startup. So, but we still, <laughs> we have to make money and we have to create a business in a way that we can viably continue to continue to provide the solution. Well, guess what? To speak candidly and transparently, there's flaws in our healthcare system, but it's not flawed to suggest that our providers or our infusion centers need to make money. Yes, they do. They need to make money to provide quality healthcare. So ultimately that's what we help with. There's a massive revenue opportunity when financial assistance management and even free drug management, we, we, we optimize how it's supposed to be utilized. There's significant financial implications to that. And by working with us, you're becoming more viable because you're, 
maximizing that payer, that financial assistance payer. And then ultimately the, you know, the burden that impacts care for patients or impacts their lifestyle. And when we, when we were talking, when you mentioned disparities and equities, right? Mm-hmm. Equities of care or disparities are circumstances. Everybody has circumstances. You could be making a lot of money and not budgeted correctly for a cancer or RA diagnosis, and it's still going to mess you up, right? But that kind of mess up is totally different than somebody that does not have means to eat versus pay for their medication. So I think that um, there's, there's certainly the economic component to all of this, that financial toxicity thing that we're eliminating. But we're carving it up, I think, in a really interesting way, because often it's the administrative toxicity that we see we infuse is solving for over and over again, taking these crazy, disparate, fragmented processes and creating technology and workflow around it. That's what we did with financial assistance. So because the system wasn't set up for providers or infusion centers to manage financial assistance, assistance wholly and completely, it's really difficult to do that. We call that an administrative toxicity. So we knock that out and we allow for the optimization of financial assistance. Fantastic. Well, I think we can all agree that's good for patients. And and I don't think you have to apologize for being a capitalist. People often forget that if medical entities don't make money, the doors won't stay open and there will not be care. So that, there's yeah. a line. You can be a, you can be a good capitalist without exploiting patients or caregivers. And it sounds like that's exactly what you're doing. <laughs> so I understand that a Nexus Health and We Infuse have formed a strategic partnership to further expand that patient access and affordability for both specialty and biologic medications. Can you tell us about the partnership? Yeah. So I think simply put, um, as I mentioned early on, we're like-minded, or maybe I mentioned it outside of, uh, of before we started the podcast, but um, Brad and I are completely aligned with how we infuse Brian and Reese and, and our teams are, are focusing on solving things in the market, right? Ultimately, you know, how we're expressing this administrative toxicity you know, it, it's all over what we infuse does, right? To make it more efficient to treat patients through the infusion centers to get the care they deserve. How do we do that? Well, there's things that we infused are focused on, and there's things that Anexus Health are focused on to bust through this administrative challenge, create technology, workflow that enables that enables a better way. Uh, one of the things that you know, I in a longer career than I want to admit is that I, that I watched over the years is the this idea that healthcare was so late to the game in utilizing wholly and completely technology. And we know there's a lot of issues and reasons why that occurs. But I thank God that we're at a place now where we have the federal government and everyone aligned around. We need to make our healthcare system more effective and more efficient. And so our alliance, our strategic partnership, I think boils down to that, right? How do we look at the core of what we infuse provides, what Anexus Health provides, and how do we make it a multiplier versus, you know, just an addition, an addition thing? And I think our mindset, right, going into, you know, what we want to do as two separate organizations is the first thing. And then I think secondarily, it, it's not competitive, right? We infuse is solving for different things, 
that Nexus Health is solving for. So we're going to integrate how we do things. We're going to be integrated right into the we infuse platform and we're going to be speaking directly to the we infuse platform that's going to make actually our work in optimizing making more efficient much easier to help you guys make the work that you do more optimal and more efficient so um the early parts of this uh partnership are super exciting um, as it relates to um engaging with customers but i think more importantly how we as an organization are going to prioritize, simplify in a way that our end user, our end customer, the infusion centers, the patients feel the value of the partnership. So super excited about um, collaborating and working together, but also having fun. We've had an opportunity to spend time with the team and it's, it's just, it's cool to work with like-minded people, but it's even cooler to work with people you have fun with. For sure. It, it sounds like a beautiful marriage that is going to definitely help patients, but also take some stress away from caregivers, I hope. Yes. So Joe, tell me what you're most excited about right now, today in the infusion center industry. So from a, a founder perspective, it's expansion, right? Where the infusion space is growing so rapidly and there's an opportunity for us to partner with we infuse partner with the infusion space generally speaking and expand rapidly into other disease states that are sophisticated and challenging so i think that is probably the thing that we're most excited about which gives us the most excitement to reach more patients so i i think that is um, probably the thing that we're most excited about. Yeah, I can totally see that. Anytime we improve access to care, we have made the world a better place. Sure. So Joe, you've had a amazing uh, career and, and seen a lot, done a lot, had a lot of successes. Um, what would you say is one piece of advice that you would give to our listeners? I think that what I see from my experience with NICA, what I see in the, the dialogue with Brian and Reese and other members of the We Infuse space is not just, and, 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 and I'm going to lean back into my prior life of oncology. I spent a lot of time with advocacy groups. I spent a lot of time um, working with people that were responsible for policy um, access to care has been a critically important part of my journey. Um, the business side of oncology, which means a lot of different things, but allowing for viability of uh, providers. I think the advice that I would give related to my experience and what I'm seeing in this space and the parallels of my experiences, stay involved. Stay involved as it relates to policy, stay involved as, or get involved as it relates to policy and advocacy and make sure that you understand that your voice does matter. And even when it doesn't feel like it matters, I, mean, I just, again, I look at some of the things that NICA has been successful. I know some of the things that are, are at the core of the We Infuse business model and what We Infuse wants to help infusion centers and ultimately help patients with. If we're not vigilant about taking a really close, hard look at policy, right? 
making sure that we're doing everything we can to advocate for good decisions, then we're not doing our job to make sure that infusion centers remain viable to serve patients in a whole and complete way. So that'd be number one. Number two is, again, my experience in the healthcare industry is um, we haven't been the best industry at incorporating technology. So commit to technology. And if you're uh, a We Infuse partner, you've committed to technology. Commit wholly and completely, right? Because I, I know the service lines. I know what We Infuse provides. We love how We Infuse is carving up the opportunity in this space, building out additional solutions, but core solutions right now. Look at the, and this isn't a commercial for We Infuse. It's really being excited about our partnership and looking at what the infusion space needs desperately and what We Infuse is solving for. So We Infuse and Nexus Health invest the time into understanding the technology that is available that is enterprise-based, not application-based, right? Because if you try to go out and find a piece of technology that's app-based for every little thing that you want to solve for, and it's not with an enterprise approach, like how does everything connect? How does it relate to my overall workflow? Then you may not be finding the best solution. I think the industry has used services for a while, like RevCycle, right? I, I think that when you're making technology decisions, make technology and services de uh, decisions at the same time. Because if you're making really good technology decisions, that should be implemented with those you work with from a services perspective. But there's also really cool companies like us that are a tech-enabled services company. And inherently the way we're built we're going to provide you the best technology in the best workflow as it relates to our experience, our expertise related to financial assistance. So um, you can tell I love giving advice. Hopefully that wasn't too much, Amanda. No, it was perfect. Um, I love the commitment to tech. And, and I really like your point on getting involved. While the industry is rapidly growing and expanding, it's still a pretty new industry. So people can have a seat at the table, they can have a voice and um, really important that they do that. So I appreciate you pointing that out. For sure. Well, Joe, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your passion to improving patient access and for all the information that you shared today. We really appreciate you. Thanks, Amanda. Great spending time with you. Well, that was great information from Joe Buffone of Anexus Health about how they are helping streamline the patient assistance process. This clearly helps patients access the care they need, but it also reduces administrative burden on the Infusion Center team, which we are all about. And if you aren't already familiar with the WeInfuse software platform and RX Toolkit's web-based resources, I'm sure Joe talked you into scheduling a test drive. These tools can save time and money in your practice while making infusions safer for patients and caregivers. My name is Amanda Brummett, and we'll catch you in the next episode.